This is the Women with Vision podcast, where we get real with some of the leading entrepreneurial superwomen about what it takes to build a business online and beyond with kids, husbands, and everything else. Hey there, superwomen. I am so excited today to have my next guest. I actually met her at an event last year. Um, She was so bubbly. I loved her enthusiasm and and comedy. She's so funny and fun. (laughs) And I thought, oh my goodness, she would be so amazing as a part of this boss up movement and come to learn a little bit more about her businesses. You know, she's a multi-talented entrepreneur. She's been in business for about seven years coming from Connecticut. And I'm excited because, you know, when we deal with a lot of different people, you could be able to see the cool cool thing about the boss up community is you'll see there's uh, something for all of us to be able to do and be be supportive and be inspired by. Um, She has a very inspiring story. Uh, So Christine Santori, how are you? Hi, I'm awesome. Thank you for that introduction. I hope I can meet up to that. (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm excited because, you know, I know you're doing a lot of different things and uh, you're, you know, just building your business like a lot of us are. So, you know, you what's what let's start off with what encouraged you to become an entrepreneur in the first place? I think everybody dives into business with the hopes of, you know, making money, right? We want to make bank. I'm going to be totally honest and just say that. But, you know, there's always another element to keep you there. Yes. And uh, my element, I would like to say, is to keep my sanity. (laughs) I think that um, as a special needs mom of a child with severe disabilities, both intellectually and physically, uh, every mom loses themselves. If you have a special child, you especially lose yourself. <laughs> so um, I think that it was, I might've been looking for, hey, something fun, or I might've been looking for community. I might've been looking for some money. Uh, you know, I'm also divorced. Alimony does not last forever. I'm like, you know, what am I going to do with the next chapter of my life? Who am I? And is there anything else to me anymore besides being a mom and a special needs mom? Because I also have some typical children too. Yes. So that was my motivation. I think sanity. <laughs> yeah, well, I love it because I've, I've seen you and your son on um, on social media and you guys are so cute. Um, <laughs> just the way you include him in your social media posts and um, it's very, very inspiring. I love that you're able to find a reason to get out there and be visible because it's inspiring to other people, inspiring to show that you can, you can build a business, you can be a mom, you can be a special needs mom and thrive as well. I love that. What, um, so tell me a little bit about your businesses and, and what you do. So my first business, which I started seven and a half years ago, was to join this fledgling company that nobody ever heard of. It's a startup, you know, and it was uh, titled then a different name. Now it's Lime Life by Alcone. Mm-hmm. And just long story short, it is now a like multi-million dollar company. It's in nine countries. It's doing fantastic. But way back when, it was just a startup. So mm-hmm. it was havoc. It was complete havoc. But I'm still here because I love the products. I love the community. And so my first foray into working was getting a hobby job, a side job, you know, one of those direct sales, MLM, oh, it's a scary pyramid kind of scam job, but really what it is, and I'm so glad I did this because what it turned into is I literally don't even call myself a social seller anymore. I am an omni seller. Like I am 
everywhere. Social selling is yesterday. Yes. Now it's Omni. I mean, that's how I feel. I am selling uh, socially. I sell in person, you know, the virtual thing because of COVID. Yes, everybody did that. Now we're back to in person and belly to belly. We're doing trade shows. We're you're just, you're out there doing everything. I'm sitting on a plane and, you know, I'll just pop out with one of my brushes or I'll come out with my lip and boom, I'm selling. I We're always that. selling. And it hit me that selling wasn't a bad thing and that I had been doing it all along and not mm -hmm. even knowing. You go to doctors and yes. you are selling yourself and your child to get the best care. Mm -hmm. You really are. You have to dress a certain way, speak a certain way um, because you will be treated accordingly and so really you're marketing every day whether you realize it or not yeah you know what i love it because your personality is that i mean you're just you're naturally very bubbly and uh, and so you present yourself that way. And it's probably very easy for you to sell because that's just your relationship building and talking to people and getting them all excited. And uh, I love that. So that's your first business. And by the way, I was in a network marketing business before too. Loved it. I was in it for 10 years. I yeah. learned every, mo not everything, but most of the things that I learned about just modern entrepreneurship came from that experience and personal mm -hmm. development because you know in that kind of business you have to really wow. work on your mindset so yeah I love that uh, that you you have that business so what's this your second business um so a couple of years after I joined Line Lift Biocone I got into a position where a cute little old lady was ready to retire and what she was doing was literally with a basket in hand going door to door for the new residents that moved into the area and she called it a greeting company or a welcome business and mm -hmm. she went to their house and in her basket she would take out you know oh here's a pen from ace you want to go there and get your oil changed and here's this and she gave them coupons and it was a very nice tradition basically that was started in our town, but she was almost 80 and she was ready to retire and she wanted to sell the business. And I just said, you know, this is such a great like fit because it's something that I want to do. And it's something that she did with her husband. And so my fiance, my long, I don't know how to even say, I just say my long-term love affair because we're still not married after eight years, but we are engaged. <laughs> so someday, we'll, someday they'll be married. So someday I'll call him husband, but my long-term uh, fiance is the one who, uh, you know, said to me, definitely do it. It makes sense. You're the face of the business. You're the social one. You go out and talk to people and I will be back here and I'll do your invoicing and that stuff. And we could do this together. And I said, okay, great, let's do it. And we did. And then four months later hit the COVID. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. But you know what? I love that idea because, you know, there's so many ways that you can reach out to people, get connected to people, but, and, and also help them when they first move into a city. So when they first move in, I, I can tell, attest to this. I just moved. You don't know anything. So this will be a really good way for the businesses in your town to get connected to the new people and the new people to get connected to the business. Such a great idea. I love that. That's what I call it. I call myself a connector when people yeah. ask what you do. And I say, I make connections and I really, really mean it. I could be connecting over lipstick or I could be connecting over, oh, your oil heater is broken. I know who you should talk to. Oh, that kind of so thing. Good. 
So that's how it started. But then with COVID, you're kind of, the, the business name is Personal Touch Welcome. So I always joke and I say, I wasn't personally touching any. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I had white gloves on. I had a mask on. I brought Sean with me. We would leave packages on the porch prearranged and have them leave it out there for 48 hours. So nobody got cooties so and all that. Cute. But um, the necessity, mother of invention, right? So the necessity was, we wanted to um, amp this business up and bring it into this uh, technology age mm -hmm. anyway. Mm -hmm. And the COVID, we said, okay, we are undercover. We're in lockdown. And again, my David, he came right up and said, I'm going to create an app for this business. He goes, we're going to be just like Groupon. We're going to be touchless because we can't touch. So yeah. now we have everything on an app. And all those businesses that came to me and said, introduce me to the new people are now on the app along with community information. And now people can just download it. They can redeem it once at the shops. They don't have to touch anything. And uh, it has worked out beautifully. So in a way, I mean, we lost people during COVID. It was a horrible dark time, but for our business, it was the best thing. It forced us right where we wanted to be just way sooner than we wanted to be there. So that, that worked out really well. I love that. I love that story. Okay, so tell me a little bit about what some of the difficulties, other than COVID, other than that, for everybody that had to go yeah. through that. What are some other things that you've had to just figure out, go through, whether it's your life or your business, uh, whether it's with your son, I know that you've, you've had to do, have to go through some of those things. Mm -hmm. what, what have you, and, and then also what have you learned? Those are really big questions. Um, I want to roll you back one second, only mm -hmm. because after I bought that business and it worked out really well, I did buy another business. I bought a franchise after that. Oh, you did? <laughs> I, I did. didn't know that. So I bought a franchise for the Town Planner Calendar, and I now do um, 41,000 homes in the Ridgefield, Danbury, Bethel, Newtown, Sandy Hook, and one more that I'm forgetting. Maybe it's Reading area. So uh -huh. I now have like 41,000 homes that we have this beautiful calendar. Again, it's business to business with that one. The calendar goes to all my residents, but inside the calendar are the businesses who want to use like a paper coupon or who want a presence every month to get their brand recognition in there. Like if it could be a funeral home or a real estate office or a restaurant and they just want their presence or they want the office to be there. And it's a resource that people get every single year when they move into this area. So everybody gets it. And that in itself leads to all the challenges because now imagine you're a special needs mom. That's your full-time job, your first job. Now you're doing your beauty business. Then you're doing this welcome service. And now you just bought a franchise. You have a deadline, drop dead date, right? November, everybody's got to be done. We call it the calendar that we put to bed because it's got to mm -hmm. go to print. We only have two months left. Of course, we're not done. We're only like half done. And uh, yeah, that brings up a lot of challenges. And one of them is how do you scale your business? Whatever it is, that whole thing, like where you are now, that's mm -hmm. something that I can definitely learn from you. It's like, how do you scale Yes. You're still on the same two people. And now you took on all this stuff that like seemed like a good idea. They all work together. They're all about networking and connecting business to business, business to customers. Yeah, it all makes sense. But how many hours are in a day? Oh, yeah. That is always so, the question. Right. So time management is definitely uh, something that you go through. And um, 
like you said, everyone goes through COVID. I don't know if everyone goes through time management as badly as I do, because like Mary, how we met um, or how we came to, how I came to lead big, believe, inspire, grow, where mm-hmm. I met you is because Mary said, oh my God, gosh, why are you asking me to lead this pod? And she said, well, busy people, find the busiest people if you want to get something done and yes. ask them to do it. Very, very true. Very true. <laughs> so, so I think she's right. Um, so I guess, you know, the biggest um, hurdle, and I hate to say that it's a hurdle, but it really is, you know, you do have time management, but it, it is always having this impending worry and gloom, like on your shoulders, that is everything going to be okay? This has to do with financial independence, basically, and financial acuity. Is everything going to be okay with my son now? And in the future, mm, yes. when I'm not here. And honestly, you talked about personal development, like um, with a, a direct marketing company, it's like personal development with a paycheck, they always say. So I feel like the mindset, the personal development, the work that you have to do to choose to get up every day, to be happy and peppy every day, to be, you know, it's, it, it's your choice. You want to live out loud. You want to live a good story. You have all these aspirations and you cannot you can, but I chose, I choose not to let myself get curled up in the blankets and just be boo-hoo, boo-hoo. Why him? Yes. Why me? Why now? It's never going to work out. What am I going to do for the future? I'm so worried. How am I going to work when I'm taking care of him 24-7? That's why he's in all my videos. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he comes to work with me. See, I ha- it's really necessity. I had to build my life around him and his needs and stuff. And uh, you just, you have a choice and you do have support too. You, yeah. you did ask me what I learned and I might be jumping the gun a little bit, but if I could just, but while I'm thinking about it, I learned that, you know, asking for help, it's not a bad thing. It's not selfish. It's not weakness. What I look at now, and I learned this over the years, I'm 56 now, my son is 24. So it's taken me a long time to get to this road, this point. But if I could help anybody just to skip all the BS and get here, yes. you know, ask for the help because you're actually giving that person a gift. You're giving them the opportunity to give, to help, to support. And that in itself, maybe that person had no confidence before. Right. Maybe that person... Uh, you know, didn't have many friends before, like you don't know everyone's story. So you can ask for help. And by doing so you're enriching their lives and your life. So that is one little lesson that I came away with that I thought was worth sort of mentioning today. (laughs) So, so good. Cause I think a lot of women and I've just from just my experience of working with women, being a woman, there's something about asking for help. Of course, when you get older, you finally come to this place that you're talking about, Christine. But something about asking for help makes us feel like we're less than a woman or something. Like that is, we're weak. weak. Yeah. It's not interesting. And the same reason why people don't like go to therapy when they should. With yeah. their mental health, yeah. you know, I think that's a big thing that they think they're weak. Even definitely, I think males would do that too. Male yeah. and female. Yeah. It's a problem, I think, as a culture that we're still not out of the woods with it. Right, right. That's so true. What is inspiring you right now or motivating you? Because you are, like you say, you're a busy woman. You're doing a lot. I mean, you're doing a lot. I mean, it's one thing to have a big job as a special needs mom, but then have three <laughs> companies on top of it. Yeah. Even though I can honestly say that all three of them make sense, they they really do work together. That makes, it makes a lot of sense. What's um, motivating so you? It, and it did help to have a little 
uh, nest egg too. So all those alimony payments you guys are making, make sure you're putting some in the savings. And so when something good happens, you can take advantage of that too. Yes. That's a little tip from me. Really, and some people get lifetime alimony. In my case, no, only 10 years is what we agreed upon. We have a beautiful divorce. Well, that's strange, a beautiful divorce, if I may say. We have a very good divorce because we are very united as parents to both good. our typical, our, our older daughter, who's completely typical, and then, you know, to my son, um, who who has the issues. And we literally, like, talks, text, email, call on nice. like every day, almost every so day so because good. we're on the same page of you know being a unified parental unit and getting this child to actualize to have his best life because the face it, the fact is is that if he has a bad day I have a, ba a bad day mm -hmm. if he is having surgery it's like I'm having surgery it's the same thing I'm going through that with him he's had 16 surgeries in the last 24 years wow so you know what keeps me going what keeps me motivated I guess it's the hope and the promise of the future. I don't want to sound too hokey, but I think love keeps me really motivated. Yeah. Um, my David and I, my, my, uh, long-term fiance, my long-term love affair, we met and actually kissed in ninth grade way back in Brooklyn. And that was a million years ago, way back in 1981. And we were separated for about 30 years. I moved away. He moved away. Never saw him again. And then they have these wonderful reunions, you know, and all of a sudden you go to a reunion and read things are kindled, reflames re or whatever. I definitely remembered who he was. He remembered who I was and such and such. And, um, you know, we've, we've had, we don't have that much time left. So I say, I'm 56. If I want to spend the next 20, maybe 30, I don't know if I'm lucky, could be only five or 10. I want to spend it in this type of relationship, living our best life, living out loud, trying to, uh, you know, live a great story and the motivation of, you know, I, I have him by my side every day. I mm. work with him every day. I know through COVID, some couples were like, I'm getting divorced. He's in the house every day. I can't take it. But that was like not a change at all for us. We were already working together from home and we got, we get to continue to do that. So that is one thing. And I, and I just have a vision of very simple things like um, sunshine and the beach and warm weather and being able to travel. It doesn't have to be extravagant travel. I mean, literally we drove in our car from New York to Connecticut. I'm not from New York, Florida to Connecticut. And we stopped at like five beachy towns, you know, nice. and we just had a great time. So it doesn't have to be flashy or expensive. It's just time together and enjoying like what's around. So that just really motivates me every single day every day okay. that's why i have trouble i have trouble with the winter i really do <laughs> winters are horrible but you know again that's part of my my plan or my goal or my dream because i can do a lot of what i do from wherever i am so why not have a couple months in the winter in florida and visit parents and that kind of thing it just life is short and it's beautiful and so you have to just grab it every single day <laughs> so so true i love that what advice would you give to another woman who really wanted to be successful or get going with something? She has an idea or she's inspired. What would you say her first step is to do in order to get, get going, get going toward her success? Oh gosh, I don't want to sound like I'm plugging big, but find a group. No, I agree with similar. you. No, no. There's yeah. Find a group, a woman's empowerment group, or um, it could be, um, let's see, 
uh, we have moms groups in Ridgefield. We have the women's club. We have a voters club, like all of these uh, networks of, of mm -hmm. business clubs that are probably free uh, that you can join to meet other women and exchange ideas. If you don't know what you want to do, this will help you sort out by seeing what other people are doing and how they're doing it. Yes. Um, if you already know what you want to do, um, then it's a little bit easier, those networks, I think. And I would steer everyone virtual as much as possible at the beginning, because that's where you get all of your information. Yeah. But then when you want to nail the client face to face, face to face you is gotta best. Go in. You got to go in, literally knock on the doors. When we want to fill the calendar, we go into the business in person. When I am delivering to a newcomer who came, I mean, there used to be this whole thing of find them and leave a note and make an appointment and da, da, da. even nobody got no time for that. I just, go. <laughs> <laughs> I just go, I'm like, okay, there's 10 people on this road. I'm doing that this week and I'll just knock on doors. And if I'm lucky, they're home. And if I'm not lucky, they're not home and I'll go back another day. But I think this is like a lost art. It we is. had a speaker come in and he was talking about what a unique time we have. There's four generations alive right now. So if you're looking at the baby boomers or you're looking at Gen Z, you got Gen X, you got the uh, millenniums, everybody's here all at once sharing the, the spotlight. Mm -hmm. Each group of people you're talking to requires a different type of yes. voice, a different type of marketing. It's the young people, they're not comfortable with eye contact. So when yes. you're talking to a young person and you want to get their attention, don't be all in their face. You, know, you have to know who you're talking to. And if you hand them a tablet or you hand them something to look at so they don't have to look at you, you're actually going to be more successful selling to them. If you're doing this with a baby boomer, oh my God, forget it. Right. They want the big smile, the big handshake. They want that contact. Give me a hug, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So I, I would also say, um, knowing your audience. That's yeah. a big thing. So maybe sort out what you want to do. If you know what you want to do, see how everyone else is doing it. You don't have to you know, reinvent the wheel, see what resources are available for you and do, do know your audience. That's yes. you have to do a little bit of research to know your audience. You could use the colors, you could use the generations, however you want to do it. Know who your audience is because it's not everyone. They always right. say if your audience is everyone, it's no one. No right? one. No one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so know who your audience is and then figure out how you're going to market to them and ask for help, ask for help, ask for help <laughs> and believe in yourself because ain't nobody else going to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself. That's right. That's right. Oh my goodness, Christine. This has been so fun. <laughs> Thank so you. fun. Is there anything else you would like to share along with how can they find you? How can they know more about your business? How can they connect with you on social? Boy, you think I would know that and I could just rattle it off, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think the easiest way to find me on socials, whether it's business or not business, is just to use my name, Christine Santori. Um, a lot of my former life, my maiden name is Barbara. So my uh, maiden name could be Christine Barbara Santori. But on the socials, just to make it easy, Facebook, type in Christine Santori. Instagram, type in Christine Santori. And I have a dual presence on both platforms because one is more personal and the personal page is really where I run the beauty business from. And then the other one is more professional. So personal touch welcome and town planner calendar uh, are both under my name. It's the easiest way to find it. I think yeah. that's a big thing about branding. And we've had a lot of conversations in our group 
about branding and there are so many people who are diversified now. You could be a um, social seller or an omni seller and take on 10 different brands these days because of the influencers and micro influencers. And it's like, gee, how do I make a name? And it almost makes sense to just use Use your own. Yeah. Just use your your name name and put everything under your umbrella on your name. Get one of those uh, link trees. Yes. share that link. I'm taking mine down, which is why I'm not sharing it. <laughs> you know, there was a fee involved, but now I found that there's some other systems that there might are. work a little better. And so I might switch them so I didn't get the <laughs> I love it, Christine. Thank you so much. Oh my Thank God. And I look forward to all the stuff that we're going to be doing together. It's going to be so exciting. I can't believe how hot and nervous and sweaty I was about this. You made it so easy. Thank you. You're so welcome. <laughs>